Hi, I'm Brent Stafford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. We have Margaret Preston joining us here today from where are you? Where in Nova Scotia are you right now? Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Halifax, Nova Scotia. And you're the owner of Smokeless, correct? Uh, how many vape shops did you own? We had three, and now we have one. And why only one? Well, with the taxes coming in, our sales had already started to plummet with the favorite plan. So when the taxes came in, we already knew that there's no way we could survive or we'd end up going bankrupt. We're hanging on to one store, hopefully that it will survive and things will change here in Nova Scotia. Otherwise than that, that one will go come November, we won't be able to keep it alive. Obviously, there's been a round of regulations that the Nova Scotia government has brought in over the last, what, about a year. And April 1st was the flavor ban taking effect. And then this week was this gargantuan tax nightmare that they've dropped on the industry. So, Margaret, again, what has been the impact of that tax? Um, our sales have gone down next to nothing. That the, the tax is basically, most stores have already closed, knowing the tax was coming in. A lot of people are, you know, they closed because there's no way they're going to give the government that tax. And we're just kind of hanging in there because most of our clientele are in the 50, that like the older range that, you know, they are comfortable coming into the store. We have people that help them and... So we're trying to stay alive or stay open long enough to keep them going for a while. But you're going from a 30 mil bottle that was, I don't know, $14.99 that now has $15 tax on top of it. And then on top of that, you have your HST and GST. So it gets doubled the price. That, and from what I understand, that basically, essentially, the Nova Scotia government has made smoking more financially viable than vaping. Well, yeah, and that's why most people, most of the customers that have come in and talked to us about, you know, when we told them about the taxes coming in, that's what they said. Well, oh, we'll just go back to smoking. It's, it's obviously going to be cheaper. Margaret, I've got, you were kind enough to share an email exchange uh, that you've had with um, a compliance officer from uh, the Nova Scotia government, uh, Matthew Brewer. I'm sure, you know, he's doing a fine job and his job, but we're going to be showing a little bit here about that exchange. And so it, it strikes me that there's a lot of things here that are confusing with the implementation of these regulations. And you're asking these questions. Let's start first with, with this issue of what's happened this week. Now that the tax is in place, compliance officers have been coming into stores in Nova Scotia and doing inventory. Describe what exactly is going on. They're counting all our sellable products. So anything that we have that's sellable, they're counting it and making sure that it's compliant for one, like any flavor juice or if you have anything with a nicotine higher than the 20 milligrams, because now that it's only up to 20 milligrams, anything else is banned. So they're making sure that you have none of that in your store. And from my understanding, it's it's about the taxes. So we have to submit the tax on all our sellable product that we have by October 24. So product that you 
product that you've already got in store that you've already purchased from manufacturers or from distributors, wholesalers, mm -hmm. that product is subject to this tax. Yes, it is. And so, and as we understand here, looking at this email, the reason why I'm showing this is this is not like some catch, you know, got you kind of a thing here with the government. This is the government's communication to a, a store owner about the tax. And so this, we can take this as being what, you know, the government's doing. And so the inventory of vape juice would be reported in milliliters and the tax is paid at 50 cents per milliliter. So that right. has nothing to do with the nicotine. That's just your the actual milliliters of PGVG. Anything that, the way it was explained to me by the compliance officer is anything that will, anything that you use to vape or any liquid that goes into a vape, whether it has no nicotine in it, so our zero nicotine, there's nothing in it, but the two ingredients have the 50 cent tax per milliliter on that. And we have to submit that tax in as well. And then vaping devices are reported at manufacturer suggested retail price and right. the vaping tax. The 20% tax on top of that on top of the manufacturer's retail price. So, but what happens though, if you try to sell that product uh, under the manufacturer's retail price? Um, we'd end up paying more for it. We, we would lose money on it. Like we would, you would, it would cost us more to bring it in than what we could possibly sell it for. So the government has basically said that if you try to sell a product at lower than the suggested manufacturer's retail price, you are going to get penalized. You still have to pay the tax. The shop we owner- We still have to pay the tax on that suggested retail price. Which means, of course, the consumer's going to pay that tax. Right. Unless if we can't sell that product, we don't recover that tax. And sorry, like excuse we, me. If you've got product that does not get sold to the consumer, you are responsible for the tax still? Yeah, we, we have we have to pay. Okay, so what they're doing in Nova Scotia is we're not allowed to order from a company unless they register with Nova Scotia. So they have to register with Nova Scotia. And when we actually order our product or to buy our product, we pay that registered company the tax. They have to add that tax in and they have to submit that tax to the Nova Scotia government. That is insane. And then when it comes to the liquid too, what happens if you've got, you know, extra e-juice that's on, on the shelf that's not that's moving not through? Away, we end up, we lose completely on it. We end up, we have to pay that tax. We, we you don't get the tax back. They're not going to resubmit the tax. Like we, we asked that question. If we had, like we couldn't sell the product, you know, did the tax, do we, you know, fill out a form and get a remittance for that tax. And they said, no, we, you would never get the tax back for it. You'd end up, we'd lose, we'd lose. We, we've had to, uh, obviously all our flavored juice and stuff like that, we had to dispose of that. So we took a loss on that. And so now with the tax, any product that we don't sell and it becomes, you know, cause there's expiration dates on the juice and stuff like that. So if we don't sell it. We take a total loss on the cost of the juice and now on the tax as well. The province of Nova Scotia is also demanding basically that the manufacturers of vaping products, so e-juice, you know, primarily here in Canada, of course, 
to register, as you mentioned, but not just register, they're asking them to actually put up a security bond, cash yeah. in some and cases. Right, and so from the companies I've talked to, because there's companies I've talked to that refuse to register with Nova Scotia, they don't wanna give Nova Scotia, why would they collect, if you lived, okay, I'm gonna just, okay, say BC, if you lived in BC, and I wanted to order product from your company, and you would have to register and say, put down $100 or $100,000 security in case you didn't collect that tax from me. Most companies are not going to register with Nova Scotia because why would you collect tax for another province and then have to submit that tax? Like you're making doing business with anybody much more difficult. Nova Scotia is the only province that's done it. All the other provinces have not done it. I mean, the, we understood the tax and we weren't fighting the tax. We were fighting the unjust tax. And the registering of the companies, you're making it next to impossible for us to order any product anyway, because who are we? Like I asked that question from the compliance officer because the companies I deal with, I asked them if they registered. Now they said they registered, and most of them, some of them probably have, but they're waiting for the registration number. So I don't know if I'm allowed to order from this company until they get their registration number. So I asked the compliance officer if he could give me a list of the registered companies. And he told me that he didn't know if he would be allowed to do that and he would have to get back to me. Now he hasn't got back to me yet, so in my position at being a small store, very small business, do I take that risk of ordering from a company or do I wait and see if I can order from that company? Like, you know, and if, how would you, how would we know who to order from if they don't give us the information so that we can order from the companies? I mean, it sounds like they're frustrating the industry in Nova Scotia at every you know point of pressure that they can push. So compliance officers are coming into vape stores doing inventory and they're, you're gonna get sent a tax bill on product that you've already purchased, could be months ago, sitting on the shelf, and now you're all of a sudden responsible for, that, for a tax on it. Yes, if it's sellable product. So we have product like like I explained, if we have product, like when the compliance officer was in our store today, he didn't count stuff that we said we were throwing away because there's no way we can sell it. So we had to separate anything that was not sellable so that he wouldn't count that so that we wouldn't have to submit a tax on something that we're not gonna be able to sell. Like, it's, there's so many restrictions and stuff like, and it's been done so quickly by the government that even the compliance officers are learning as they go. Like even they don't know. Margaret, I'm gonna ask you one of my famous loaded questions, but it really does seem like the province of Nova Scotia is committing criminal harassment on the vaping industry. Yeah, it does seem awful corrupt too, because the one thing that seems to help people quit smoking is the one thing they are trying to wipe out and they go on about, you know, the smoke-free this and, you know, cigarettes are bad for you, but the something that actually has helped a lot of people quit smoking, they you would think that they'd want to back it up and and because it, it does seem to make a huge difference with people. Most companies will go bankrupt. Yeah.
it, it's basically what Nova Scotia is doing. It's forcing everybody to either fold or go bankrupt because, I mean, right now, our sales this week, now today is what? Thursday. <laughs> and our sales, we won't be able to make our rent. We won't be able to pay our, any of our bills for what we need so far this week. Like, it, we're not even, our sales are dismal. <laughs> like, so it, it's costing us more now to be open than if we would have closed up as well. How does it make you feel to know that the province of Nova Scotia is trying to kill your business? Well, I wonder what their end move is, really, because what what is the purpose or the, even the point of what they're doing? Like, you know, everybody's going on about, oh, smoke-free world or smoke-free Canada and all this here stuff. But to me, the government is, they don't want us to quit smoking. They're doing everything to either you do what they say or how or what our choices are being taken from us and we don't even realize it really because to me if I chose to vape because I think it's a safer alternative than smoking I would think as an individual it should be my choice now their argument is they didn't ban it completely they just made it so costly that the average person couldn't afford to do it and smoking becomes more appealing because it's more affordable now 